Coming up on today's Locked On Big Ten, we're a little bit past halfway through the season and the biggest and best of the Big Ten is still yet to come. But as we get into the home stretch, what is the current state for all of the contenders down to the pretenders and to just straight up bad teams in the Big Ten? We'll talk about all of it here as we take a step back and look at every program in the Big Ten through six, seven, however many games your team's played. You're listening into Locked On Big Ten. You are Locked On Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Big Ten, everything you need to know about the Big Ten Conference every single weekday. I'm your host, Nate Dickinson. Coming up on today's show, normally Asher Lowe is in, he's off today, so just me, I'm going to be talking to you about every team in the Big Ten. We'll go pretty rapid fire through the show here again we keep it half an hour there's 14 teams we've got to get going already pretty quick here but each team right now about halfway through the season some teams have played seven games already uh, teams like nebraska and illinois have already played eight but there's still a whole lot of football left to go and as we get into i guess what would be like uh, around the all-star break of the college football season for like where you'd be in the point of the season at that time we're getting into the home stretch, is what I'm trying to say. And right now, each team has something to play for still. What is it, and what is it that every team's thinking about right now as we get into those last few games? Of course, we talk more specifically about this kind of stuff with our Locked On team hosts every day, but I wanted to just kind of step back, take a bigger picture, overall look at just how every team's season's going compared to just like what they've been doing, what they're hoping to do, what the goals were going into the year, and we'll hopefully be able to get a better gauge of maybe how everyone's feeling going into the last few weeks of this season. Well, let's get into it then. We'll start off, I suppose, on one side of the Big Ten and then head on over to another. I guess it just makes more sense to go that way, split the show up into that two halves. So we'll start over on the West. Now, the Big Ten West in football was at one point, not too long ago, pretty much wrapped up, we thought. Iowa had a lock on the conference, still undefeated, and pretty much having played all of its toughest games. Then the Hawkeyes lost to Purdue, though. Things got mixed up a whole lot. There was a point where, again, over half of the Big Ten teams controlled their own fate in the conference with the season halfway done still. So it's, again, going to be really hectic the rest of the way on both sides of this conference. Let's start, though, on the western side with Illinois and the Fighting Illini. Illinois was a team that didn't have really expectations going into this season. If we talk about what people were wanting to do, Brett Bielema came in. That was uh, honestly a win for the whole season, really. There's no expectations for this team to win games, but Brett Bielema has come in and put an energy into this Illinois team from day one that I didn't think would be possible. I mean, Bielema's a coach with a Big Ten record. He's a coach who's had success in this conference before. So I, I knew there would be that kind of boost to Illinois' team. But I wasn't expecting this. I, I wasn't expecting it to honestly win as many games as it has. Obviously wasn't expecting it to be able to pull off an upset against Penn State last weekend. But, but again, right now for Illinois, 
it really is just everything that's happening is the icing on the cake right now for this team. But for Illini fans, I do feel like you do start to kind of change your mindset from, all right, this is just kind of, we're having fun here, to starting to think a little bit more about what can this be built into into the future? Because in that first year, yeah, you are looking at that always, kind of the building blocks when you're a rebuilding team. But at the same time, you understand, like, there isn't supposed to be a whole lot of progress right away. New coach, very young squad, some experience. Everyone in the Big Ten has experience after the new protocols in with COVID after 2020. But Illinois wasn't supposed to do much. It won its opening game. It beat Penn State. It has shown up on big stages this season and shaken up things in the Big Ten. So, in far as all that goes, mission accomplished. But going forward, for Illinois, it, it kind of shifts now into thinking more about, all right, who here is actually going to be able to help us out when Illinois, hopefully, moves on to the stages where it can actually compete for something. That's really the rest of the season for Illinois. Other than that, again, this team wasn't supposed to do much. Everything it does is... Just a whole lot of fun for, I'm sure, all Illinois fans to watch. Moving on to the next team here in the Big Ten, Iowa. From one side of the Big Ten west to the other, right? Iowa was sitting on top for most of this season. But then, of course, as we mentioned, the loss to Purdue puts things back into a little bit of chaos over on this side of the division. For the Hawkeyes, I mean, it has to be a little bit more of the same, right? This team's always good. But this season was supposed to be a, a little bit more, was it not? And, and Iowa obviously still can reach those heights. Whoever wins the Big Ten is going to be in the college football playoff. But losing to Purdue has to be a bit of a damper on this squad. It, it doesn't change things, obviously, for what Iowa wants as a team. It doesn't change things for the whole landscape of the season as far as what the goals are for the Nittany Lions. I mean, obviously, the college football playoffs out now. But this team still wants to be able to compete for the Big Ten and is one slip-up away from being able to do that if it beats Ohio State on Saturday, of course. But for Penn State, I mean, we talk about Iowa being a little bit disappointed. I mean, Penn State has to be kind of shocked by how fast this has happened, right? It wasn't too long ago Nittany Lions were in the college football playoff if the season had ended a couple of weeks back. Now, not only out, but two losses under the name under its name, Ohio State coming up this weekend to really take you out of anything big, big as far as this season goes. And all of a sudden, this Penn State season goes from being something special to being just another season. I mean, a, a nice bounce back from last year. Obviously, very comforting for Penn State fans to have that to be able to lean on. But as far as what the expectations became throughout the first few weeks of this season, obviously disappointing for the Nittany Lions. But again, some people over there in Pennsylvania have to just be happy that this team didn't start out losing four or five games in a row this season and won all of them instead. Moving on, next team, as we look down the rest of the Big Ten, looking over to Minnesota. The Golden Gophers were set up for disaster to start the season. I mean, if we're talking about expectations preseason, Gophers are probably right where they want to be. But then Mo Ibrahim went out, and I was like, all right, Minnesota's done. As far as I'd watched this team, Mo Ibrahim had been the reason Minnesota won games. Even if Tanner Morgan played really well, there were a lot of times that that happened because of what Mo Ibrahim was able to open up for him in the game. So I thought that Minnesota running game out, Minnesota out. But Minnesota's running game was not out. This team has had more injuries. Trey Potts went down. I think there was even more, too. I, I don't have third and fourth string Minnesota go for running backs off the top of my head. But 
This team has been really, really good. I think it had two 100-yard rushers against Maryland last weekend. Minnesota is impressive. They're playing well. They've, again, positioned themselves to control their own fate in the Big Ten if they win out. But, again, this has never been the question for Minnesota, kind of like Iowa. Iowa being good is never the problem. It's, can this team do something special this year? That always is the discussion. Minnesota right now is in the same spot in, it's all about beating Iowa and beating Wisconsin. P.J. Fleck has done a lot at Minnesota. He has not done those things. And he needs to to be able to have Minnesota fans happy at the end of the season. Don't worry. Minnesota fans definitely understand how good this team is playing right now. But those are the biggest games. And it leaves a bad taste in Gopher fans' mouths every year when those games have to end in losses. Because Iowa and Wisconsin always at the end of the season for Minnesota. And those have been losses to end the year for a while now. So Minnesota obviously has played well, has positioned itself well, but has uh, the biggest games in its season coming up. We'll be able to say that about a lot of these teams. The University of Nebraska is a team that I, I can't figure out. Nebraska was looking really good at one point this season. Again, lost by to Oklahoma by a single possession. Lost to other Big Ten opponents by a single possession too. And it was... A team I thought was going to beat up on a team like Minnesota a couple of weeks ago. I thought Nebraska was the team that was that tier below the elite. Now it looks like Minnesota might be that team. Uh, Maryland was in the conversation for a bit. That's been swapping all around. But Nebraska, at least after what has been a rough start to the Big Ten schedule, now sits at the bottom of the Big Ten West. That's something I did not know. Nebraska at 1-4 and four, is in 7th place out of 7. It's only lost 3 out of its last 4. 3 points to Michigan State, 3 points to Michigan, 7 points to Oklahoma, as I said. That's 3 top 10 losses, but again, it's enough to put you at the bottom of a really, really tough Big 10. And I don't know what to think if you're Nebraska. I still think this team's good. Talented at the very least. I don't have to say a whole lot more about Adrian Martinez. He we know what he is as a quarterback. He's never going to be the one to make this team great. But I thought it was good, at least. And again, it had played really good teams really tough, but it just hasn't been showing up as of late and has to at least try and figure that out the rest of the way because right now, as we look at the Big Ten standings, again, Nebraska's 3-5 and five and bowl eligibility is not guaranteed. There's games against Iowa and games against Il- or. Oh, Iowa and uh, Ohio State, sorry, geez. Iowa and Ohio State and Wisconsin and Purdue left on that schedule. None of these are pushovers. So Nebraska, I guess the goal now is to get to a bowl game at all. And going from what it was before, possibly trying to compete or make some noise in that Big Ten West, disappointing for the Cornhuskers. Speaking of disappointing, the Northwestern University Wildcats have been absolutely miserable. Aside from Indiana, which we'll get to in a minute, Illinois is the only team bottom three in total offense and defense points per game in the Big Ten this season. Northwestern, again, won the West last year. We know it lost a lot. We knew this team wasn't going to be able to really compete. But I thought it was going to be able to do something. Now it looks like a full-on rebuild again for Pat Fitzgerald. He was able to turn it around in one year, but it all fell apart in a year two. We'll see what he can do next year, but... Right now for Northwestern, I don't know really how high the expectations were for Wildcat fans going into the season, but obviously they've hit rock bottom. 
as this team really, really struggles to find any sort of footing as it gets whomped on by teams. I think what Northwestern did end up beating Illinois, was it, a couple of weeks ago in a somewhat surprising win? But aside from that, it's been a really, really, really rough go for the Wildcats. I mean, losing by nearly 50 to Nebraska a little while back. Uh, Rutgers was that team that Northwestern ended up beating a couple weeks ago that I couldn't remember. But yeah, Rutgers right now, another team we'll get to in just a minute. We'll talk more about where teams are at in the Big Ten as I rant with you here on a Wednesday on Locked On Big Ten. Prize Picks is your place to go for college football daily fantasy sports. Now, if you're a big college football fan, you may have tried to look around and find some props or something to do with fantasy sports with college players, but it's not always as easy as it seems to find those sports. Prize Picks wants to specialize in that kind of stuff, though they have more college lines than anyone else for fantasy. And what you do is you go over to the site, you choose like two to five even more player props, over-unders on yards and touchdowns, and if you pick a correct combination of picks, your daily fantasy lineup could win you big money. Head on over to prizepicks.com to find out more about how it works. Again, if you're interested in being able to play daily fantasy with college players, Power Five, Group of Five, they've got them all. Head on over to Prize Picks right now. And if you end up using the service, use our promo code Locked On. Welcome back to Locked On Big Ten. We continue going around the conference to just take a quick look at every team where it stands about halfway through the season as we get halfway through the week here on the program. Thank you for making Locked On Big Ten your first listen every single weekday. We were going through the West when we took our break, so let's get back into it. Northwestern was last up next Purdue University and the Boilermakers. Man, uh, Purdue had a nice week there uh, of thinking it could win the Big Ten, right? It beat Iowa, looked really good, put up 24 points against an Iowa team that had been one of the best defenses in the country this season. Then it falls flat to Wisconsin, and now all of a sudden Purdue's back in the outside, on the outside looking in as far as teams who can win out and win the Big Ten. Purdue still has that win over Iowa, which is obviously huge for the Boilermakers, and Purdue was ranked in the top 25 for the first time in like 20, 25 years, whatever it was, last week too. So things are going well for the Boilermakers overall as a team. But again, there was that one little taste, and maybe we could do something that went away so quick. Maybe it's probably better that way, because I don't know if Purdue was going to end up winning the Big Ten at the end of the day. Anywho, maybe rip that Band-Aid off and don't get your hopes up, but... Purdue still, again, having a good season with a team that was kind of up in the air. A whole lot of question marks. Didn't know where it would land in the Big Ten. For it to be where it's at right now, I think if you asked Jeff Brom and this team before the season, it would be okay with the spot that Purdue currently stands in the Big Ten with what it's done this season in the Big Ten. Finally, last team in the West to discuss is maybe the one that has the most to discuss about Wisconsin and the Badgers still control their fate in the Big Ten, still are a three-loss team that has that fate to itself. But Wisconsin still needs to figure out what? The quarterback situation with Graham Mertz, he's looked good at times this season, but less often, of course, than you'd like. You have a defense that's really, really good. I mean, let's go back and take a look. Other than giving up 38 points to a Michigan team a few weeks ago, Wisconsin's been spot on pretty much throughout. I mean, Notre Dame had 41, but that was a lot of Graham Mertz quarterbacking that led to those points. So Wisconsin's defense still really good. Offense scored 30 points last week. 
if it can figure it out against Wisconsin this week, Minnesota at the end of the season, again, this team wins the Big Ten if it wins out. It's got a game against Iowa this weekend. Iowa this weekend. Sorry, Iowa this weekend. Wisconsin's in like three weeks. I was looking at the schedule wrong. If it wins that Iowa game this weekend, of course, that would be really the biggest obstacle. And then the roadmap's there, right? I mean, this is where Badgers fans wanted to be. It's crazy to think they got there. But Badgers fans wanted to be at this game against Iowa at the start of the season to play for the rights to the Big Ten West. This is that game. And Wisconsin had to lose the season opener and then by 28 points and then in a big way again uh, uh, to Michigan to get here. But we're here. And right now the Badgers can play spoiler in that Big Ten West by becoming a three-loss team that really, really is the one in control if it beats again Iowa here this weekend. Also, by the way, end of that season, that Wisconsin-Minnesota match, if it could end up deciding the Big Ten West, that would be huge too. Moving on over to the east side, or I'm sorry, yes, moving on over to the east side. Am I right here? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Indiana and the Hoosiers. I mean, geez, where to start with this team, right? Indiana went into the season ranked number 17 overall. Ends up losing big to start the year, losing big consistently throughout the year. And as I mentioned earlier, now stands with Northwestern as the only team bottom three in scoring offense and scoring defense. The worst scoring defense in all the Big Ten, averaging 30 points per game. That's really the shocking thing. I mean, Michael Penix Jr. has been bad. Jordan Tuttle has not been better. The offense has been the big talk. But this Indiana defense has not stepped up. To be fair, it did against Michigan State a couple of weeks ago. But aside from that, 24 points given up to Penn State. More than 50 to Ohio State, 34 to Iowa, 38 to Cincinnati. I mean, this was supposed to be the strength. It was supposed to be defense is good, offense, if it can be good too, Indiana competes in the Big Ten. Both sides have been brutally bad. And it has to have you questioning Tom Allen out there in Indiana. People love him in Bloomington, so I don't think that is happening all that much. But I would be, at least in my head, thinking, all right, how much of this Indiana success story from 2020 was Tom Allen? How much of it was coaching? How much of it was luck? If Indiana keeps losing, those questions just keep getting bigger and bigger. But as far as, like, biggest downfall, biggest disaster of the season from preseason expectations to now, Indiana takes the cake, no doubt about it. Moving on, Maryland's a team in the east side that, that's kind of like what, like, Michigan or Minnesota and Purdue and Nebraska are over in the west. Like, they could end up making noise. They could beat a team, but unfortunately they play in the East. So there's five other teams in there that had been competing for the national spotlight a few weeks ago. That puts Northwestern a little bit on the back burner, or I'm sorry, Maryland a little bit on the back burner. And at one and three of the Big Ten, they haven't been able to kind of get out of that rut. Again, three teams are still undefeated in the conference in this side of the division, in this side of the Big Ten. So even if Maryland was really, really good, and Talia Tungvaloa was really, really good to start the season, these Terrapins just wouldn't be able to keep up with the best of the best in the Big Ten. Not this year. There's years where a Maryland team this talented, I think, maybe goes on a bit of a run and makes some noise, but this side of the Big Ten is just too good to allow Maryland any sort of room, I think. So if you're a Terrapin fan, I mean, you understand that, I think. It doesn't mean you're not disappointed with where this team's at right now, but I think you get what's going on 
and you kind of are able to look a little bit more at, okay, what happens now for the future? How can this team get better once all this crazy stuff and powerhouse football in the Big Ten at least eases up a little bit? Big Ten, of course, always going to be good. We'll take another break real quick here after we get back, of course. We still got all the big teams in the East to talk about. Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, Penn State, Rutgers, too. That's here as we wrap up on Locked On Big Ten. Locked On Big Ten is brought to you today in part by Built Bar. Built Bar has all the flavors you need for all of your protein needs. It's all of the nutrition packed into the bar that you're used to. Protein, no carbs, no sugars, only the stuff you need, none of that stuff that you don't like, but all the flavor that you love. Again, all sorts of flavors over at BuiltBar.com. They're putting out new flavors like every few days this month as something to try and get you interested and get you over to the site. So head on over there, look at what they've got. And again, if you try out the service, use the code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. Again, that's LOCKED15 at BuiltBar.com. Built Bar, the place to go for all of your protein needs. Everyone over here at Locked On loves the Built Bars that we get. BetOnline.ag is back for football season, we're already, of course, into the full slate of the NFL, in the thick of things in the 2021 campaign. And Bet Online is your place to go for all of your online sports betting needs. If you hear a line on Locked On, it comes from BetOnline.ag. So go on over to their site, sign up for an account, use our promo code Locked On, get a 100% welcome bonus on your first deposit, and again. Be sure to be able to bet with us with all the lines we talk about here on the show at Bet Online. It's your place to go for all of your sports betting needs. They've got a new website and new bets for you to make, too. New lines, props, ways that they're doing things. So check them out again at betonline.ag. Welcome back to Locked On Big Ten. Everything you need to know about the Big Ten Conference every weekday as we wrap things up, going over the rest of the teams in the Big Ten and where they're at. We thank you for making Locked On Big Ten your first listen every single weekday. Be sure to make your second listens, whatever your Big Ten team conference or team show is on the Locked On Podcast Network. Again, Asher Lowe with the Locked On Badgers is usually with us on Wednesdays. He'll be back next week. Just a little bit booked up here on your Wednesday. So I'm here with you solo, Nate Dickinson with Locked On. Let's get to the rest of the teams that we have not yet covered. Just kind of talking about expectations, where they were at the beginning of the season versus where they are now for all these squads. The University of Michigan, of course, is sitting on cloud nine, and we'll put Michigan State kind of in this conversation too. Two teams that play this weekend, both undefeated, both with similar storylines. Both these teams had the criticisms early on of not having really a schedule to prove their ranking. They, they had critiques of people saying these, these are just two powerhouse programs that are undefeated. They aren't actually playing good football. They're just beating bad teams and being undefeated gets them in the top 25. But then the teams keep on winning and winning and getting into the Big Ten and winning and winning. And of course, all that gets quieted. And now we have a marquee matchup set up for this weekend. Michigan, Michigan State, a battle for the state of Michigan, of course. But it's going to be a, a really telling Spot for where both these teams go going forward. For Michigan, this is just meeting expectations, right? I mean, people we talk about, I'm sure we'll talk about with Isaiah again tomorrow or before the season's done on the show, about how Michigan just expects to win more than other teams in this conference. Aside from Ohio State, the expectations are always high on Michigan. So this team winning is Michigan being where it wants to be. Michigan State, 
has had to up its expectations by quite a bit over the course of the season, but now stands at a game against Michigan, which is one of the biggest of the season, if not the biggest of the season for the Spartan team. And obviously, beating Michigan is always important. Mel Tucker knows that. So going into this game, if Michigan wins, obviously it's still on track. If it loses, the hate starts up again right away. What does this mean? Why can't Michigan be the real contender that we want? Why can't it beat a Michigan State team that, even if it's still undefeated, I guarantee most Michigan fans think that the Wolverines are a more talented squad out there on the field. And then, of course, the question begins, if Michigan loses, what does this mean for Ohio State, as always? On the Michigan State side, a loss obviously not as devastating. This team did not have expectations high, high going into the season. Michigan, I believe, at least had some preseason top 25 votes. So there was that side of Michigan there. Michigan State kind of came out of nowhere. So obviously all this is icing on the cake for Mel Tucker in this season. But Michigan State could, of course, get a real boost for what this means going forward by getting the big rivalry win against Michigan here today. I mean, obviously, we can talk about recruiting battles. It's in the same state, all that stuff. But this game means a lot. Ohio State is Ohio State still. Best offense in the conference. Really good defense. My opinion, still the team to beat in this Big Ten until proven otherwise. And nobody has done that over the past five years. So, Ohio State's Ohio State. They're going to be Ohio State until anything else happens. File that one away. Penn State, we talked a little bit about already yesterday with Kevin. I won't spend too much time on them. Now a two-loss team out of the college football playoff picture. But again, looking for somewhere, something to do here on this eastern side of the conference. And then Rutgers, a team that has really, like Maryland, just kind of gotten buried with a bunch of really good teams. I mean, I don't know how much you put in on Rutgers this season if you're a fan of this school. I don't think expectations were super high. There was kind of like, all right, we'll see what this team can do. But still winless in the conference, three and four on the campaign. Again, team that just got blown away by a really, really good half of the Big Ten. That's a quick look around, again, just all the teams in the Big Ten, where they're at now compared to where they were at the start of the season. With nobody here on me today and just us talking, I figured I could take a couple of minutes to get real, real general with you and discuss where all these teams are at and remind you, where they've been. Tomorrow we'll get more into specifics. With Michigan and Michigan State facing off on Saturday, our Isaiah Hole from Locked On Wolverines will tell us everything you need to know about the matchup on Saturday. It's going to be a good one here on Locked On Big Ten on Thursday. Thanks for making Locked On Big Ten your first listen every weekday. I'm Nate Dickinson with Locked On.